you're listening to a bonus episode of the Apparelist Podcast, where we talk about high-level topics that are relevant to the decorated apparel community. Tune in monthly for regular episodes and enjoy this special edition. Well, hello, everybody. And as Ryan said, thank you so much for joining us for this live podcast. Um, those of you who don't know me, my name is Cassie Green. I am the content director for Apparelist. We are... Um, a media brand that serves the decorated apparel community. And I'm really excited that I get to be here with these guys today. This is an awesome crew. We're gonna talk about some great things. Um, before we get started though, I want all of you guys to just kind of introduce yourselves. Who are you? Where do you, you know, where do you come from? Just a little bit of background in the industry. So Robert, we'll start with you. Great, I'm Robert Fisher. I am a co-owner and visionary of Thrive Screen Printing. Um, we got into the industry back in 2018 with a different company um, that we ended up uh, slowly rolling into Thrive. Um, and so have been in production uh, from the business side, really trying to grow a team uh, back since 2018. Uh, my name is Eric Solomon. I am the Director of Creative Growth. Is that right? At, 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 at Thrive. Uh, and uh, I used to own Night Owls. RIP. Um, I am Valerie Solomon, a former co-owner of Night Owls, uh, now print engineer at Thrive. All right, well, thank you guys so much. Um, so obviously, big news for you guys, right? This is a big thing. And you announced it, what, a week and a half ago? Yeah already that's crazy okay so talk, talk to me about that like walk me through where the conversations began how did this big thing come to to be where where did we start what was the process like uh so you know where did it come from um i think a lot of print shops over the past two years a little bit post pandemic um once PPP money started running out, once a lot of people started kind of seeing that dip, right? A lot of conversations started changing. And I know for us, like we had a pretty good year last year, but generally speaking, in the beginning part of the year, it was just pretty clear. It was like, this just feels flat. And as an owner, as an employer, as all these things, it's like, how do you get to that next level? And I started to become pretty aware, pretty self-aware that like, um, I, I maybe wasn't that person to get it there, right? I, I had grown, Val and I had grown this business from my parents' garage. Very, very similar story to a lot of people. And um, it just started to feel like it had gotten to be at a level where I don't think I could be the right performer to get it to the next stage. And so internally, we started having those conversations. But it took a lot of different routes. It took a lot of, uh, a lot of conversations of, do we sell? Do we buy other companies? Do we just stay and do the same thing. I, I don't know. Um, and so all this stuff is kind of like rattling around. And I was talking with Ross from Rock about, you know, what it looks like for our company, especially since we're trying to push the digital conversation with screen printing, what that looks like. And he said, you know what, I have some friends. I think that they have very similar goals. Let me introduce you. And I think that that conversation wasn't that long ago, Robert and I had a 20 minute conversation on the phone and a week later, Robert and four or five other people from the Thrive team flew to our shop to meet us. So it was like very quick, but one of the reasons it was so successful right away is because the alignment was so spot on. Um, 
they're, you know, we, we looked at it this way. There's a lot of things that we're good at in a technical screen printing sense, but in running a business, Robert and Bryce and the other folks at Thrive, that's what they're really good at. And so if we could combine and figure out how to take both things that seemingly we're both good at, make them even better, it just seemed like it made so much more sense. How about from your perspective, Robert, what are the kind of conversations you all had within your organization, like going into this? What were the things you were looking for in your goals? Yeah, good question. Um, so since 2018, like I said, we've been trying to build a team. So um, our company owns seven different companies and all of our most successful companies have talent that um, really know what they're talking about and really can take us to the next level. And so we really specialize in building a platform and that was what we tried to do with Thrive. And we have tried different avenues of hiring people and training people. And as all you know, screen printing is not that simple. Um, and so it didn't ever take the same way we hoped it would. Um, and so I've developed relationships with the Rock guys and just leaned on them to try to get as much knowledge as I can. Um, and through those conversations, different people came up, Danny Gruninger, yada, yada, yada. And eventually, one night, I got a call from Ross um, uh, late at night. My wife was very excited that I spent an hour outside walking back and forth talking to Ross. But um, it became very apparent from that conversation on that Eric and Val and the Night Owls team had exactly what we're looking for. Um, and really what that is is high talent and big humility. And what I mean by big humility is they know exactly what they said and they walk it out. So it's not hard for them to express what they are good at and what they're not good at. Um, and that's huge for us because I'm not a screen printer. Um, I can maybe get a three color to print, maybe, um, but I can help other people succeed in what, they, what they're good at. And so that's what's so great about them and their whole team is they know their skill set and they're the best in the world at it. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. Look at this shirt. Can everybody see this shirt? This is a Night Owls. That's true. Award-winning. Award-winning award award t-shirt award-winning shirt, yeah. <laughs> Val, tell me about some of the conversations, you know, you and Eric might have had or you might have had with, you know, other, other people on your team. You know, what were kind of some of the things that were going through your head as you were going through this process? Honestly, it was what couldn't we do, you know, um, with this? It, it's just like the, we're excited about the opportunities that, that are presented to us. Like we could take this to the next level, like beyond what we could do with Night Owls. I think again, like that's one of the biggest wins of this entire thing is that like, we started to feel plateaued and a little stuck and it was like, we know what we're good at and really some of the things that we wanted to do, whether we would lose them because of pricing or because we didn't have the right um, tools or the, the right time or the right space to bring in additional tools that would make our vision grow. Um, that's what became exciting about this deal is again, Robert and all the other folks at Thrive really honed in on like, we, we wanna give you those tools and we wanna help grow your vision. and you know, whether you're selling company, buying company, like if you don't align, it's kind of pointless. And so hearing that right away, it was like, oh, like, okay, so you're not, like we're not gonna just come in and just be printing, you know, I don't know, uh, suffer Little League. Like we're still gonna get to do what we do and then be able to offer our customers way more. 
That, that sounds awesome. Let's let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard all of you kind of mention this word, this alignment goal, right? Um, and that obviously is very crucial. So maybe Robert, you can talk to me a little bit about that. How did you? You said we knew, like we knew that they were alignment with us. What were the questions that you asked yourself to, to determine that? What was kind of the process? Because I'm sure there's some other shops out there that might be going through something similar. Like, how did you make that determination? Yeah, I think one of the first things you have to do is really evaluate who you are and what your team is. And so um, we do some tests internally on our skill sets and different areas that we're strong and different areas that we're weak. Um, and one of the biggest uh, weaknesses we have is technical knowledge. Um, and so we have one of the best workforces that you can find. Our team is very um, committed and work very hard um, and are down to try anything. However, we didn't have the right people to really enable them to take their skills to the next level. Um, and so as we've talked to all kinds of different people, um, understanding where they're at with their journey and their talents is really important. So a ton of questions um, simply about trying to just understand who Eric, Val, and their team are as people. Um, it will really reveal a lot of either truths that they have understood about themselves and or some of the things that they don't fully understand about themselves. And so the first thing, if you're a shop, to me, if you want to take your shop to the next level, would just be very um, transparent with yourself, um, not what you think you want to hear, um, but even get feedback from other people to just really understand your strengths and your weaknesses. Um, and the Night Owls crew did that in spades. Um, they hired uh, Jeffrey Paul from uh, Young One, and he was a massive aid in this um, in terms of, he was kind of in the middle. Um, there was a lot of times he was like, let me put my Thrive hat on and tell you all of the things I see about you guys. Let me put my Night Owls hat on and tell me all the things I see about them. And, and really help you guys understand those two nuances. Um, and so we went into it with that approach. And it was very apparent they did as well. Excellent. Now, nothing is perfect in this world, and I'm sure there were some challenges and pain points along the way. Um, Eric, can you kind of maybe talk about some of those and what were the big things? Um, I don't play golf, and that's <laughs> uh, very, a very divisive topic, apparently, in this company. Um, no, I mean, thankfully, this deal has been really smooth, and I think we're all kind of surprised by it, honestly, but I think that just speaks to the willingness of everyone involved to just elevate what it is that we're trying to do. And again, it comes back to that term alignment. We're aligned in what the vision and the goals are, so, you know, are, are there not even disagreements, they're just like, we view it this way, you view it that way, and, and they come from a very different background than we do, right? And so, like, I mean, look, look at Val and I. We have, you know, a million tattoos and piercings. I think the Thrive team has one tattoo between all seven of them. So it's like, <laughs> it's just very different worlds. And that's okay, you know, but um, it's just a learning process. And so, again, I don't feel that anything has been a sticking point. Um, and they've been awesome and flexible, and, and we've tried to be the same. Well, and we really try to make sure that the, the people who know what they're talking about and whatever decision we're making are really the people who kind of drive that decision. And so if we're talking about Inc., I'm not gonna be the one making that decision. But if we're talking about investing and growing into a different technique or into a different machine or things like that, then I'm probably gonna have more of an impact on that decision. Um, when, we have, when we talk about, you know, can this process actually work on the floor? 
that's not going to be me. That's going to be Scott, our general manager, and he's going to really lead that conversation. And we, we help each other. We're, we're genuinely a team. We describe each other as a football team all the time because the offensive coordinator doesn't call the plays for the defense, but they will tell them what they think. Um, and so we really try to hold that. I literally do not understand a single word of that <laughs> reference. We've covered that. You're right. Would a golf reference be better? The, you know, the other thing, too, is just is like, again, it, with, with that alignment of knowing, we know what we're talking about in certain aspects, and, and they know what they're talking about in certain aspects. I have always been a very big proponent of, like, if I don't know something, we're going to find the person that does and work with them or annoy them to, like, teach me, right? I think a lot of us, we get into this business because it's a fun, creative way. Like, there are not many people approaching it from the way Robert and, and Bryce did, where they bought a screen printing business and then learned about screen printing. Most of the people in this are like Val and I, where we started in a garage, right? We're not, we didn't go to business school. We don't understand finances. We understand the art and the culture aspect of it. And so it was really, really important to continue to grow our business in that mindset of like, we need help with this because a lot of us don't know how to run a business. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's, it is one of the blessings and the curse of this industry. Yeah, I think, I mean, <clears throat> I think regardless of the situation, that is a big, big challenge, right, in the industry and something that we talk about um, frequently. Um, and so I guess then you, you mentioned it's a learning it's a learning process. So then, you know, Valor, Eric, what would you say is kind of like the biggest learning thing you took away from this? Like the big one lesson that you took away from this? Or still take you away from it? <laughs> Think. Um... Up higher. What was the question? <laughs> Just talking about the big learning, the big takeaway that you, maybe you've personally taken away I from this. Personally, um, the, the biggest thing is going from owner to now employee. Um, that's okay. going to be a big learning curve for me. <laughs> yeah, the, okay. you know, I'm, I'm excited for it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, and again, it's not a challenge. It's just different. So it's like, how do, how do we exist in this, you know, this confine that we're going to be in? And how can we shine from that? Yeah. No, it's gonna take some time to figure out. That's all. I like that you phrase it that way. It's not maybe necessarily a challenge. It's just something we we're learning and growing as we go along. So, now from your perspective, Robert, what would you say has been like the the one big learning thing that you took away from this, or the one big thing that has really stood out to you through this process that you just was light bulb moment? Yeah, I would say, um, like they said earlier, it's been really easy um, because they were so wise on what they were good at and what they weren't good at. Um, and like I said earlier also, their, their humility is massive. Um, and if you want to go into a situation like this, if you don't have those two things and you think you know what you're talking about in areas you don't, and you want to be the one who's making all of the decisions, the alignment's gonna be really difficult. Uh, and I don't care who you're trying to align with. Um, in any relationship, in any business venture, um, you have to go into it. Like Val said, she, she shows this massive amount of humility. She's going from a place where she gets to make any decision really she wants in one way or another to a place where she is a, an absolutely skilled player, but a player on the field that is helping our team. And so um, I, I think I've just 
over and over and over again, um, seeing how important that fact is. And that's interesting because I did want to talk to you all about that. So what happens now? What are the, the big, like what, what happens now? I don't know. <laughs> I was, you could tell Speaking me. Speaking of transparency. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's every, every day there's 47 emotions in a minute. So I have no idea, right? I don't, we, don't, we don't necessarily know what the final game, like we know what the, the final goal is, but we don't have the gameplay. We don't have the roadmap for it yet. And it's, so it's, um, it's a collaborative effort in, in order to get there. And ultimately it's just like, you have to be flexible because we don't know what's going to happen. I, I, don't, I don't know what's happening next week versus tomorrow. Like it, it's, it's all kind of a blur, but the nice thing is it's not up to Val and I to figure it all out by ourselves anymore. We have a team of 12 people that are just as dizzy as we are, if that makes Absolutely. You know I like to ask the crystal ball question. I mean, you had, you've sat on a panel with me before, you know. Um, goals, initial goals, I'm sure you have some. So talk about like that process. How did you set the goals? What are your goals? How do you build upon that to make it happen? Yeah, our, our family's goal has always been to impact people. Um, and so we, through our faith, we, we really care about humans. And so our goal would just be to be able to impact as many people as we can. Um, whether we have the exact same background as Eric had mentioned before or not, um, we love humans. And so we want to take that and give as many people an opportunity um, to invest, and we want to invest in their future, um, whatever that looks like. If that's somebody who wants to come work with us so they can gain knowledge and potentially do their own thing in the future, that's great. Um, if that's somebody who wants to come hunker down and work with us for 30 years, like Tim Cantu already agreed to, then um, that's great. Uh, so really, we just want to invest in other people and really give them an opportunity. We were blessed, and so we want to bless others. All right, I like that. Anything, Val, Eric, you want to add on that? Maybe some personal goals or professional goals? I mean, it's just like taking what we built and being able to build on top of that. You know, yeah. it's like we, we built a really cool, specific thing in this industry, which is like something we're really, really proud of. And now let's push it to the limit and test it and make sure we know what we're talking about. And then how do we scale that? Which is, again, the ultimate goal for what we were trying to do at Night Owls anyway. It's like, what's the next scalable piece? And so now, again, it's not just us, to, not up to us to figure it out. And that's huge. Like, it's, there's a lot of pressure when you own a company and it's just <laughs> one or two people. And so having a team of people that are all very skilled in what they do in their specific you know, position or, or just in the overall organization, it just takes a lot of pressure off. Yeah, to kind of counter that, it's like I get to focus on what I want to work on now <laughs> without that excess baggage of having to deal with several other things that are also on my plate. <laughs> Something you just said, Eric, kind of um, turned some wheels in my mind. I mean, what was this process like then in terms of communicating this to your employees and your team? Can you talk about that process at all? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's complicated for a number of reasons, but ultimately, like, I think any small business owner here will, will tell you point blank. It's like you sacrifice so much to just build this, right? Val and I don't have kids. It's like this is often referred to as our child. I mean, essentially, we've been doing this for 20 years. Night Owls will be four, 15 this year, 14, um, 14, or would have been 14. And so you spend so much time, so much energy, so much of your life going into this. And 
ultimately, this is a decision of whether it's going to be viewed as selfish or not. It was the right move for the company, but it was the right move for us. And that's really important, especially because we're not absentee owners. We're literally working 80, 90 hours a week just to make sure that it's moving forward. And then when you start to feel stuck and you start to feel like you're regressing in that, like that's never a good feeling. And so ultimately, like it was the most responsible thing for us to do to make this transition. And some people are not going to agree with it and that's okay. But also some people don't have the full scope of our business like we do. And that, that's also okay. Absolutely. Then from your side of it, Robert, how did that kind of unfold within your company? Like, how did you approach the conversations with everybody else and, and then talk to everyone about what this is going to look like going forward? Yeah, for us, it was a big party. I mean, our side, it was, it was huge. So we have uh, 51 employees and every single one of their lives just got a boost. Um, so when you add the depth of knowledge that uh, Danny and Tim and Eric and Val and all of their team has, it, I mean, it's like getting a free Stanford education in screen grinning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, they're going to get to work with the best players in the world. And if they take the opportunity and just listen, if they can then put that on their resume that I know, know everything about Inc. because I worked with Val Solomon, that's going to go a long ways for them in life. So for us, it was a great. <laughs> I like it. Okay, so we, we've kind of covered this question a little bit, but kind of go down the line. Um, actually, we're going to start with you, Val. Um, for other business owners in this position, considering making this kind of decision, what is your one piece of advice that you would share with that owner? And if you need to think, we can pass, but you only get a pass, I will come back to you. Uh, I think it would be to have a mediator, someone like Jeffrey, Paul, um, that was kind of key for our deal. So thankful. Again, to elaborate on that, we're not business people. <laughs> like, you know, we're, we're creatives and we're uh, laborers. Like, and so putting a deal together like this is complex. And this industry is so cool and creative and weird and different. But again, it's like you have to understand your place and your value. And there has to be an understanding of like, just because you're a $500,000, $5 million, $50 million company doesn't mean that like your company is necessarily worth that. And so you have to understand the realities of the situation, but you also have to understand your value and your worth and what that is going to transition into. Okay. So, and that's interesting. And before I come to you, Robert, um, you both mentioned have a mediator. Um, I like that. Would you say, like, maybe get, you know, some other, like, financial advisors, accountants, like, you probably need a whole team of those people helping you. Yeah, I mean, all that, all those people are important in making this deal happen. It's like, not, none of this could have happened if our CPA didn't get us our, you know, our stuff within a day. Like, none of it could have happened if, like, our bookkeeper couldn't help with the transition. None of it could have happened if, like, our lawyer wasn't, like, working over the weekend for us. Like, and so having that network of people, again, not everyone has that. And we've been very fortunate that we've been able to. Same thing with, like, with Robert and, and Thrive and Fisher. Like, they have all that stuff squared away. So it makes it all easier. But just these are all normal business things that, again, no one, unless you go to business school, you don't know until you need them. And then that's a whole other conversation, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, Robert, same question. One big piece of advice. 
Yeah, I would say to understand your business. So uh, whether you want to sell or you don't want to sell, if you can't open up your books, if you can't examine what you're good at, what you're not, find somebody who can. Um, lean on somebody who knows what they're talking about and can give you honest feedback and honest information and ways that you can learn about your business. Like they said, they've done this in so many ways. Jeffrey's one of the ways that they did that, but there's countless other ways that they did that and they relied on others who knew what they were talking about in ways they didn't. Um, and they, they lean on that knowledge. And one more thing to add to you, right? It's like, as a small business owner, you're so concerned about spending money, right? We learned a long time ago that it's like, you're not, you're not spending money if it's like something that is actively helping you. And so like, we have always been of the mindset where it's like, we're gonna throw money at these things that we don't understand to people that are much smarter to help us through it. And it's the same thing with consultants coming to the shop, you know what I mean? Like, I want someone to come in and if they're not doing it for me, they're showing me the right way to do it because I don't want to spend time, which is more valuable than anything else, right? Figuring out something that ultimately I'm going to pay someone to do anyway. So, so stuff like that is really important and I think it's often overlooked. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, where's Ryan? I'm going to go off the script and Ryan's not around to stop me, so I'm going to do it anyway. Um, <laughs> how do y'all feel about possibly seeing if anyone out there has questions for you? Anyone have questions for our speakers? Maybe you're going through something similar. Maybe you're not even going through the exact thing, but maybe you have a question about, you know, how did you find consultants or things like that? Anyone? All right, I'll ask the question. How did you guys find, find the good consultants? I mean, you, you said Jeffrey Paul was in, integral. Um, how do you know like, that, that they're good for you, that they're gonna act on your behalf? What are the things you need to consider? I mean, so we're, we're lucky because Jeffrey's a sucker and has worked with, with us for a long time. Um, so we got very, very lucky that we had someone like that that we could con into, like, helping us. Um, you know, he has a special set of skills aside from ignoring me of just knowing the industry, but also having a very strong financial background. And again, said it many times, this industry is weird. It's not <laughs> yeah. like you, you guys, you bought a ton of businesses. It's like. And even you all, like you attack it from a creative way, right? Like if this was a standard merger and acquisition, any lawyer, any accountant would look at this and be like, you guys are crazy. Don't do this. <laughs> so um, I don't have an answer because I've, I've never gone through it. I don't, maybe you can answer it better than we could. Yeah, I would say that the, the best way to find talent um, in the areas that you're not is people who will say things to you that you don't want to hear. So if you have somebody in your, in your building that will challenge you, and that will say, uh, no, you're wrong. That's not going to work in that manner. And here's how it's actually going to work. And you can go out and you can examine it. You're, they're either right or they're wrong. And you're either right or wrong. But if you don't have anybody who will challenge you, um, then you're really not going to make any progress in that. And so um, that, that is absolutely, like I've said 10 times already, they did that in spades. And we could name the people. But there's all kinds of great people in any community that you're in. Um, just calling different people and having them come in and have meetings um, would be where I would start and just take on the people that say things to you you didn't want to hear. Yep. I like that. Um, one of the things I've valued most is having people like you all to sort of lean on and network with and talk to and, and find the answers. So sometimes I think you can find the answer maybe when you're, it's not even like a, a blatant, obvious one. Yeah, I mean, I think 
I, we've always been pretty good at being transparent, but it's mainly because we know we're just idiots for the most part. So like, again, if there's like people that are smarter that we can ask questions to, like, let's do it. And I don't know, I'm, I'm more than happy to share this. And I think, again, it's like we're in this like new-ish territory where a lot of people, like a lot of our friends and colleagues in this industry, we're all talking about the same thing. It's not like this is a, you know, one-off type of situation. Um, we just got very lucky and very fortunate that we built something that was able to attract people that allow us to keep doing what we do and like Val said, and not have to do the stuff we don't want to do. Absolutely. I'm going to one more time. Anyone in the audience have questions? No? All right. Guys, thank you so much for sharing your experience. Um, it's been really great to watch you walk through this journey. And I am, I know that we don't know what the future holds, but I know it's good things. Very excited for that. So thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you.